Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Press the damn button, nerd, on here. Oh, I got that shit. You got that shit? I got that shit. Okay, push that shit. No, it still won't be. Press the damn button, nerd. All right, okay, all right. Yelling at me. Jackpot, baby. Oops. Raiders oh. fan radio. And Raiders fan radio from Murph's man cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark. Oh, it's our side. old coming soon. Sit change back, that. put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go. go. live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, but it's not really, really Raiders Fan Radio. It's more like a Raider rundown because it's just Jeff and I hanging out here in the fan cave, and uh, as we tend to do all the time, we started talking about the Raiders uh, so anybody, all, all you all you critics out there, why don't you guys talk about the Raiders? Well, we do, just not on our show. That's, um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But that's anyways, right. so we were, we were hanging out together. We started talking about the Raiders, and we're like, you know what? Why don't we just go into the next room, flip yeah. on the microphone? All we just need to do is... Just press the damn button. That's there. it, man. And, you know, you, after you push the damn button, then... Voila, you oh, got a podcast. you get a show. Yeah. Oh. Yes. That was so nice. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I like that. That's how Derek Carr is going to leave the team. <laughs> Just in a flash. <laughs> Nothing but fairy dust will, <laughs> will remain. So, uh, so uh, what, did I, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah. My name's Murph. And, uh, hi, Murph. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? So, uh, but I don't host this show alone this, or 
this conversation alone. Whatever. <laughs> you don't host no conversation <laughs> alone. No conversation alone. I do it with uh, with my best friend and yours, the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk, and the kids call him Swag Jeff. It's styling and profiling. That's yeah. right. Hi. What's, what are you doing? Nothing, man. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. All the kids call him Swag Jeff. Uh, my kids call me Swag Jeff sometimes. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Well, they both got the Swag Jeff shirts. You know, if you, if you want a Swag Jeff shirt, you go to tpublic.com and uh, get yours. Uh, no, you know what? Go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear and click the T-shirt and you can get a Swag Jeff shirt, too. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So, so my what kids, hap- What do we some, do with all that money? Oh, it goes to the One Nation Foundation, of course. So, so yeah. So we realized we can make money doing this, uh, which I don't know how. Sometimes I still like when we do shows. I'm like, how are we making money off of the shit? <laughs> yeah, know? no. Like, how come we have eight hundred dollars? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, there's yeah. no reason for it. We're just a couple of knuckleheads, man. But yeah, but thanks to you, Raider Nation, yeah. and the generous giving that you do, all the things that you you know raffle on and all that jazz and stuff that that all goes to the One Nation Foundation. So so we 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 raised ten thousand dollars last year, which yeah, absolutely, and uh, and so this year we're going to raise fifteen thousand dollars. I said fifteen thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars. Not sixteen, but fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, one beer, two beer, one thousand, two thousand. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what it's all about, man. We're so fired up, and we we've already got one, uh, one of these balls spoken for, spoken for, spoken for, man. Wow. So we we got one left, man. So twenty five hundred bucks is what we're looking to get that for gets this you thing. In the conversation, it gets you in the conversation for sure. So so if you want to just you know get all your boys at Raider Nation or whatever, if you guys all you know booster club maybe or something. something like that, yeah, and everyone could take turns. Everyone take it home for a night, like like it's your dog or a kid or something like that. You know, do your thing and yeah. you know and yeah, and it's all going to a good cause, man. So why wouldn't you? And tell them what those what the the balls are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, not only Raider Nation, you got big balls alone, but you know, but but this ball, it's got a ton of good signatures on it. So we got this thing signed in December in Vegas at the Paris Casino, and the likes of Fred Bolitnikoff, the likes of Jim Plunkett, uh, Marcus Allen, Greg Townsend, um, Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, let's see who else is on there. Uh, Chris McDonald, AKA shooter McGavin is on there. George Atkinson is on there. Rod Martin is on there. He knows how to sign a football. He can't put a pair of these things on to save his life, (laughs) but he could damn sure sign a football. And so that's what he did. So yeah, there's, there's, did I miss anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Did you, uh, you got the hit man. You got, did you get Townsend? Did you hit Townsend? Yeah. Yeah. Greg Townsend. All all time sack leader for now. Yeah. For now. Well, until Max comes out because he's already coming. That's pretty cool, Max man. is coming, man. Yeah, so that, that was one of his goals. And I'm kind of with you. We talked about that on the last show or yeah. maybe maybe during your selfie a little bit. You talked about it. But, you know, I love I love I mean, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. I mean, yeah, so you know, talk about it and tell them what we're referring to and all that good stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. So if you missed a couple shows ago, where the hell were you? But uh, but yeah, so so busting with the boys, our good buddy. Uh, who is it? And what's the other guy's name? Oh, my God. He was Will Compton. Oh, Will oh, Compton. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. So Taylor Lewan's buddy, Will Compton, they uh, they went to max's house they go to max's house right and so they uh so they go and they're hanging out with his big pooches and stuff like that it was really cool but he's i mean great insight we, we love busting with the boys anyway because of the insight that it does give but you know it's it's a little more special to us whenever it's the raiders you know so will had a couple stints with the raiders so he's got that inside access to, to all things raider nation and all things raiders so he does this amazing interview with max and it's so real and all that it's so cool so we get to see insight on his thoughts 
thoughts on Derek Carr, his thoughts on Josh McDaniels, his thoughts on, you know, they, I mean, all, all the things. So, so yeah, so it was, it was really, really cool. And so one of the things that they asked him about was, you know, your career, you know, what, what are you hoping to have for your career, either Raider play Raider or NFL, just in general. And he wants to be a Raider for sure. There's, I, I there's no, no doubt, doubt in my mind yeah. that he ever wants to do anything. I mean, for crying out loud, he's got a freaking shield tattoo on his arm. So he's a Raider for life. So, but some of the things, obviously he wants to be all pro. He wants to do all these things. He wants to be the all time sack leader for the Raiders, which is, you know, it's, it's a record that hasn't been touched in quite some time or really anywhere close. Right? No, I mean, yeah, Townsend. I mean, Khalil Mack certainly would have been on pace for it. And like, there are there are other who? guys. That, I mean, who? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like we've had like Derek Burgess. Like we've had some, we've had some guys that were good pass rushers, but yeah, nothing to the likes of what we've seen with no. Max Crosby and since Greg Townsend. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So no, it is. It's a long-standing record. Yeah, and I think one he, of my he's favorite. At, parts, he's at thirty-seven and a half. I think Max is, and the record's one hundred and seven and a half. Yeah, so he's got seventy more to go. And the thing that's exciting, and and I really liked about that interview too, is that then when they said, "Well, who's got it?" or or how many is or what, he knew both. Yeah, what's the record? You know, what's the record? He's like one hundred seven and a half, and it was like, and they were like, "Who is that?" He's like Greg Townsend. Like he just bang, bang, bang. Like he knew it. He knows. And he's it. not a. I mean, he didn't grow up a Raider fan or nothing, and so he's a young man too. But like. I just love that, that like he didn't, that's not a front. Like he knows exactly who it is yep. and, and, and exactly He's how probably got a hung in his locker. He may do. You know what I mean? So, happen, so, yeah. but I'm with you though. You talked about it a couple days ago or a couple last week, whenever it was, uh, you said that you wish that he had one more on his, on his to-do list. And that was to bring a Super Bowl yeah, to Silver and yeah, Black. Yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. And, you know, I know that they were, you know, they were talking more as more, you know, just personal stuff for him. But, you yeah. know, I mean, what's more personal than a Lombardi trophy? Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, so, yeah. so I'm with you on that. But I mean, of course he wants that. But that's nitpicky, I felt, because it wasn't like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because when you listen to it in context, it doesn't sound like he's just all out for himself or sure. something like that. You know what I mean? So, sure. I know. I thought it was. I thought it was good. But um, anyway, so, hey, so one of the other things we were talking about today was the guy that we said we're not going to talk about anymore. Sure. Um, well, it's our last chance. Well, this well, and it's I don't and it's not even so much talking about him. It's talking about like what the Raiders are going to have to do here in the next. We got nine days from the time that we're recording this. We've got nine days before his contract becomes fully guaranteed at that 40 million or 40 million of it anyways. Uh, we looked at it. It be, it ends up being this upcoming year's salary plus seven million dollars of next year's salary becomes fully guaranteed. That's how you get to the forty million. So the Raiders, <clears throat> the reason they're not cutting the guy is flat out because you know, other, like I mean, he played in the Pro Bowl or the games, anyways, and which was interesting. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? You you talk about because I I I've. You, as, you, as made somebody, your, you made your you made your vow. Somebody on Twitter said that's a weird thing for you to plant your flag on, and I, and I was like, well, I don't think it's a weird thing, but in the spirit of the I, that, I sure did plant a flag. Mm -hmm. So in that, I'm not going to talk about. It, but you, please, have yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, no I didn't say that. You didn't plant so, no damn flag. Yeah, so, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. You're damn right. So, uh, so you know, so if you missed the the Pro Bowl games, I kind of liked them. 
it was fun. It was fun, you know. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, you miss those days, you know, back when, you know, it, it still kind of they were playing football and it wasn't yeah, just, yeah. you know, last year of it was like two and touch and stuff well, like and that. They, I and mean, they haven't been tackling in it for a long, long time. Right. Exactly. Can't rush the passer or like all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But I, but this reminded me of like, I remember they used to do back in the day and you, I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. They would have like the quarterback skills challenges yes. and stuff. Those things were a blast to watch. Yes. And then also, um, you're too young probably to remember this, but ABC used to do this show called Battle of the Network Stars. Okay. And they would have like, you know, different stars of different TV shows and they would all compete in like different like contests and stuff like I don't know, like two man canoes or like all oh, the, cool. like, you know what I mean? And egg toss and water balloon toss. That's kind of what this reminded me of too. Like a hybrid between the skills challenge and like those old school, like television shows. So I'm with you. It was kind of fun. It was, inter- it was entertaining to watch. Some of it was a little dopey. But yeah. For sure. the first year of rolling this thing out. I, I thought it was fine. And, yeah. I and, could get down with it. And Vegas is a perfect platform for it. You 100%. Get place, 100%. Right? So, so you take it back to like before the actual weekend festivities, you know, they, I think it was Thursday or Friday, whenever it was the, the quarterback precision challenge or whatever. So everyone's all, you know, all the car stands, everyone's up in arms. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This guy is so deadly accurate. How are we letting this guy go? All this crazy stuff. And he gets interviewed at the end of it. And they're, you know, they're like, man, you were so hot out there. Have you ever been that hot in Vegas? And he was like, no, that's probably why I'm going to play somewhere else. Which I've kind of really realized over the last month or so. And and we talked about it kind of when it first happened and he you know, went to the house and did all that kind of stuff. I'm not really down with the way he's carried himself. I'm really not down with that at all. I kind of think that he's, you know, he's kind of full of shit. He's full of his own shit. You know what I mean? Like he, he, you know, he's awful petty. A lot of comments. He's he's sipping his own Kool-Aid and I'm not really down with that. You know, it's, it's a really a different version of Derek Carr than I really ever thought I would see ever. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, we, we will we will honor and respect him like we've said, you know, when his career is over, when he's done playing for another team, whatever, whatever. But like he didn't go out on a good note, you know, I'd put the play on the field aside. He just didn't like it's just a bad look right before he leaves. You know, his swan song, you know, playing in the Pro Bowl and was so fired up and was like, oh, this must have been lost in the mail from a few years ago. No, you were just like the only one left. Like if Derek would have said no, they would have called Swag Jeff. It's really what they would (laughs) have done, you know, really. So, you know, so don't get all like, you know, excited about getting invited to the Pro Bowl after you got benched because you were just the last one. I mean, freaking Huntley, the backup quarterback in Baltimore, you know, was playing before you. He was listed as QB one or, you know, whatever. Like, so get out of here with that shit. But, you know, it was really funny to me and kind of ironic that the AFC's up before that last flag football game. Enter Derek Carr, who one of the other things that a lot of people will hang their hat on is, oh, he's so clutch, clutch in the fourth quarter. You know, most comeback drives, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I guess since the AFC was ahead, then he was able to, you know, choke one away. But, you know, it's it was just kind of funny to me how it was three and out, interception, interception. We're like, oh, there he is. 
real quick, you know, you know, when there's people actually like pressuring him a little bit, then he just does Derek shit. So, you know, it's just, it, it was, it was kind of funny to me, you know, I mean, I'm glad to see him throw a touchdown, you know, whatever. And, you know, but you know, his antics of wearing the, wearing the NFL hat instead of a AFC hat that had the Raider logo on it and stuff like that. I'm just like, man, just get out of here with that shit, man. Like, you know, carry yourself a little bit better. You portray yourself to be this kind of person. And I'm, I would never question the man's faith or anything like that because, you know, it's very clear that he has all those things. And I love that about him. But, you know, if you're going to talk that talk, then walk that walk a little bit. Like, humble yourself, bro. Like stop, you know, looking up to your brother, David thinking that, you know, I mean, David's your hype, man. Don't do that. Like, you know, wherever you go next, don't be this version of Derek be 2016 Derek be one of those guys. And I, you know, I, I hope that, you know, unless you're playing the Raiders, no, nah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to root for him if he's not in silver and black, but you know, you don't wish him ill will, you know, but you know, you have a really pivotal moment in your career right now where you can choose to be an asshole or you can choose to be a good quarterback. So what route are you going to take? Like you always say, man, you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And, and he's he's really, truly done that in the last month. And I and I hate that. I really do hate that because, you know, I mean, yes, he's been our constant. He's been our leader. He's been the face of our franchise for so long and for it to end like this and say what you want about, you know, there'll be people that'll, you know, well, it wasn't his choice. Yeah, kind of was. It kind of was. And, you, you know, and if you have that any came out in Max's comments, if you have any doubt about that, listen, if you can read between the lines a little bit on what Max Crosby was saying, you know, it was barely meant. It, it wasn't mentioned that, you know, yeah, well, Josh asked me to go home. No, I just decided to go home. And you can say whatever reason behind that that you want to of, oh, I didn't want to be a distraction. Oh, I didn't want to be this. Oh, I didn't want to be that. Well, you were, you're the guy. So the team is going to follow you, you know? So, you know, why would you not show up for your team? You've been showing up for your team for nine years, but when you finally got called to the carpet is when you go, okay, well then I'm just going to dip. Like, all I'm saying, man, is, you take a good long look in the mirror and figure out what kind of person and player you want to be moving forward. There you go, man. Very well said swag, Jeff, man. I, uh, oops, oops. I hit the wrong button. I was going to give you this. Ah, oh, thanks. Very, very well said. And, um, you know, I learned a long time ago and, uh, putting in the work as the kids say, when you go through therapy and counseling and things like that, um, you learn real quick people's character, when they go through adversity, your true colors get revealed. And yeah. it's very interesting. And that's with, whether there's, you know, you've suffered the loss of a loved one or you lose a job or even in the moment, like, you know, if something happens and, it, and you're faced with a challenge, your real nature comes out because you don't have time to front. You let it's raw. The emotions are raw. And so it gets revealed. And I think it's unfortunate. Some of the characteristics that have been revealed, it certainly was unexpected and frankly, a little disappointing. And that because of that, it makes me push back on it even harder. Like, you know what I mean? Like not to be an anti anything or, but the whole even reason I made that declaration to begin with was because the, 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 the stands, the, the supporters of it and the, the party themselves 
or making such a big deal around it and so selfish and so uh, arrogant and just the, it, it was baffling to me. Yeah. I, I didn't, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. So because of that, it's like, well, they're leaning in on it really hard. So then it makes me feel like, well, then I'm just going to lean back into it that much harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, instead of just taking it in stride, understanding that it's, these are business decisions that get made and moving on right in a healthy way instead the pettiness and arrogance is really shown up and it so anyways it's it, it was really surprising to me and so anyways but we're, we're so we're at the point now where we move on and thank you again for your comments yeah, absolutely. on that you, you and, and one more thing i sure, would say sure. to finish, to finish it off to you know yeah absolutely and then and then i'm with you i don't want i, I want to talk about aaron Rodgers or something like okay. that um but you know i would encourage folks that are in that bandwagon in that car group that is just gonna ride or die you know i'm gonna you know go support him in whatever place he goes or you know hope he wins a championship before the raiders make the playoff i've seen some banana stuff on twitter and I, quite, take a long look at your fandom when you say stuff like that. You know, I hope he goes and does this before your team does something. Well, you were maybe never really, you know, you were never really sold on this shield, you know. So, but I would really encourage you to actually like look at it a little bit objectively and see how Derek Carr is being because a lot of people will go, oh, that's just confidence. Oh, he just, you know, reeks confidence. You know, he's just. That, that's the kind of person he is. But there's a really, there's a fine line, but there's a big difference between confidence and cockiness and coming across as arrogant. And take a, take a look. Take a look and see what you find. Absolutely. Good stuff there, Swag. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, so here we are moving on. Yes. And so the Raiders obviously have, have clearly made the choice to move on. So now what, what, what and how can the Raiders move on? Well, there's two different ways, right? So you can trade. Uh, Derek Carr for whatever compensation you're able to get, uh, or you can cut him. So if they can find a trade partner between now and February 15th, they certainly would. And the reason why is because they're going to get something in return. There is absolutely, Jeff and I looked at all this stuff just a little while ago. There is absolutely zero difference in cutting him or trading him in terms of the impact of the salary cap both in room and dead money and all that. It's 
identical, identical to one another. The only caveat for this whole thing is when his contract becomes guaranteed for the 40 million that I mentioned at the very beginning, the 34 million from this season and then another 7 million. So it's actually 31 and change or whatever the heck it is. No, 41 and change or whatever right. it ends up coming out to be. So all that stuff becomes fully guaranteed at February 15th. So the trick is you have to find a And he didn't want to extend that out. And he chose not to extend that out. Correct. So the trick is you have to find a trade partner willing to commit to a trade in principle because you can't execute the trade until the league year starts, which is March 15th. So you've got this purgatory that the Raiders will be in post to the February 15th deadline if a team commits to it. Now, there's risk in that because if the team that your trade partner commits to it and then decides they don't want to go through with it, you're then stuck with Derek Carr. It becomes very much like the Jimmy G situation in San Francisco. So once that contract gets kicks in, well, you might as well keep them no matter what because you're already going to pay them. So you might as well keep them in the building. So, But the Raiders don't want to just flat out cut him because they're trying to get some value in exchange. But according to NFL Network this morning, Mike uh, Garofolo, he says it's a small percentage chance that Raiders get anything in compensation for Derek because teams know, number one, that they're going to have to cut him soon so they can do their own bit of negotiating around it. And they know that Derek has a no-trade clause. So say they commit to a trade with the Jets, but he don't want to go to New York. And it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't want to. Although the division is is a little, I mean, well, it's a little softer, I guess, than the AFC West. But, but it's cold weather. But it's cold weather, and the media there is brutal. And I just don't see a guy like Derek being in a place like that. So we'd probably enact his no-trade clause versus like a Carolina Panthers situation Maybe that's a place. Yeah. It's in the South. It's warm. Yeah. I'm thinking Tampa. Talk, talk about a cupcake division. There you go. So a place like that, he may want to go to. But those teams, though, that would trade for him, number one, they have to give up draft capital or players or whatever else. So they're likely not going to want to give up anything when they can get him clean off the free agent market. But then also, he's guaranteed $40 million. So if you trade for his contract... You now own that contract, d- despite how you feel about it. Again, if you could really look at him objectively, is Derek Carr a $40 million a year quarterback? The answer to that is no. And that's not just a Murph opinion. That's clearly the opinion of the league and media and everybody yeah. else. All they got to do is wait for the Raiders to pull the trigger and cut his ass. That, and so that's what's going to happen. And so, you know, there's a lot of speculation. I mean, even Jeff and I were talking about, well, they could package Waller with him because Waller has a very tradable contract. He's got two goofy tattoos that make him really tradable now. Holy cow. Wow. What do you, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't make fun of someone else's ink. You do your thing with it, with your ink. It's an interesting choice to get an, and <laughs> it's a bold move. Cotton. Bold move. Cotton is to get a angel blowing a trumpet over your left ear and head. And then an Eagle, I guess. Yeah. I think that's what it is over your right back head and, and ear and then go bald. I mean, shave it bald, which I mean, I'm a shave bald guy too, but like, 
I, that was that was wild. Like it was, yeah, it's interesting. It's I mean, interesting. St- still weird that he only has the second worst haircut on the team, but <laughs> you know, you know, in the yeah. building. But yeah. but yeah, no, it, yeah, it's a little weird. That's a little. It's a little out there on that. And again, that's not a judgy thing. It's just that no. like you see stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, bam, bam, Bigelow, like you know, wow, here we go. Um, but anyways, so I don't think any of that stuff is gonna happen. All those all those spec. Now Waller might get traded. But they can trade it. What did we see today? If they trade Waller post June one, cost us one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars on the dead cap. On the dead cap, nothing. I yeah. mean, so he really is. That's the guy. If they're going to try to move some salary and pick up some draft capital, yep, to maybe help for a, another trade or something, right? That's yeah. probably the yeah, guy. If they, that's if gonna... they can trade him, and if they can rework Renfro, maybe a little bit because his dead cap is still a little bit high. Um, you know, but I mean, that's just, you know, he's another guy that a lot of people have been talking about rumor wise, you know, is that guy going to be around too? You know, I mean, he, he is going to cost a lot more than Waller would this year. So, you know, it seems less likely that they would let him go, but I mean, it's possible, but if you have that extra room and you can rework it and stuff like that, I mean, you could have a good amount of money as far as free cap or uh, cap space goes for this off season. Yeah, but I, 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 and the other re- the only reason I really don't care for the wall, the, not Waller, but the Renfro part of it is that he's already, like you said, he's on the, he's on the books dead cap wise for that money, no matter what. But then also, if you're going to trade Waller, like you're not going to get one more from Renfro too. You're not bringing in Aaron Rodgers and depleting all the targets. Like, right. I just don't see now. Could they draft? There's some good tight ends in this draft. Could they, you know, bring in a guy in the draft that's, you know, a good rookie player? Yeah. That I could definitely see. You know, I mean, and, you know, you look at it on the other side, too, is, you know, Foster had a rough year, right? Foster's gone. If Waller's gone, I think they might give him another shot. Yeah, I don't know, man. His hands are just so inconsistent at times, though. Yeah, but whose fault was that? Well. Whose fault was that, man? You got to – if you look at this season – he did. He had he had stone hands, man. He was all over the place. He was dropping balls that were getting intercepted and stuff like that. But they weren't always put where they needed to be put. Or they weren't always thrown at the time the that time. they should be, you know, he should be turning around and expecting the ball, not, you know, side-eyeing it and already having it hit you or whatever. So, you know, and I, that's I mean... That's a good point. And, because in Stidham, Stidham hit that dude. I mean, he had a great last couple games. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. And I mean, he's not going to be... Super expensive, so I, I'm with you. But you know, but is that the guy? I don't know. Is that a good start? Is that a number one? I don't know. But anyways, point being though, is that um, the Raiders are gonna I, I, they're gonna have to cut Derek. If the trades are gonna happen, it's probably gonna be Waller, maybe Renfro, but I don't think so. Um, and then we gotta have a quarterback. And so the um, I'm oh I'm I'm joining Wasted this Wednesday. Oh good, since we're not doing a show. Yeah, um, so I'm hopping on uh, on his show and. He said he wants to talk about the quarterback situation. And so, you know, we're going to talk about it in depth there. But here uh, for tonight, um, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios the Raiders could could do. We could stick with Jarrett Stidham and draft a low-round guy. Stick with Jarrett Stidham, draft somebody in the first round, which is kind of what I'm leaning into. I like the idea, and I mentioned this when I did the selfie. There's a real-world strategy that can play out in the NFL that says you just start swinging until you hit on a quarterback. And then once you do, there's your open window and you better get in a championship before it closes. To give you an example, the chargers hit good on Justin Herbert. They knocked it out of the park. 
drafting Justin Herbert. Now, here How, we're heading into year four. Mm-hmm, it's do or die time. It's do or die time because they're already looking at cutting Keenan Allen today. They're already looking at cutting Everett today. Are you serious? Oh, that's news to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, because those guys collectively, I think it's like $20 million off the cap or whatever, because they are $27 million or $23 million or whatever. Over. Over the cap. And guess who's going to get a big contract this offseason, this next offseason? Right, Herbert is. Herbert is because he's in year four. Uh-huh. So the rookie deal. Uh-huh. So that's the thing is that you got to hit on the quarterback, yes, but then you got to win in that window. You get the four-year window uh-huh. before all of a sudden you got to start picking now. If you have somebody like a Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, or you can still, if you've got enough people still in the building, you can still ride that window out another couple of years. But that's not what the freaking Chargers did. They're already so far out of the water. This team is going to end up being gutted because he's oh, going to yeah. be expensive. Well, Khalil shit. will probably be gone. Khalil's probably going to be gone. Absolutely. So, anyways, so there's a, a lot to be said for this all in, get me a rookie quarterback and let's. You draft Jalen Hurts when you've already got Carson Wentz in the building, but you've got a monster defense. You know what I mean? So guess what? Windows wide open, and now the Eagles have a shot to win it. Yep. Same thing with the Bengals. They got a shot to win it, right? That it's You know what I mean? You could even say, to a lesser extent, Daniel Jones. You could say, you know what I mean? Like Trevor you, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. You can you look know? at those guys. Um, but anyway, so point being, though, is that like, I, that formula is so sound when you hit, and yes, I know you have to hit. I get it. But it's almost worth it to just keep doing it until you freaking hit one. So sure. anyways, I'm a fan of the Raiders maybe doing that. So that's the other scenario is that going after the, the, the guy. And then, of course, the third scenario is Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is having a blast with this. Talking about it at the at the, at the the Pro-Am, at the golf tournament. Uh you know, he's buddying up with freaking Devontae making videos and stuff. Devontae's talking about, I loved his interview at the Pro Bowl. Yes. When they're like, you know, so what, uh, he's like, uh, he was asked, you know, are you trying to. Uh, you, you recruiting? Trying, you recruiting Aaron Rodgers. To get, and he's like, well, why wouldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely I am. I am. And why wouldn't I? And, and then the guy asked him, well, what's your number one uh, recruiting uh, tool? And he's like, me. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Maybe throwing me the ball. Yeah, exactly. So um, I love the idea of Aaron. So we looked at it again, Jeff and I did earlier today. We looked at it on what's the feasibility for the Raiders. Cause we're going to have, we got right now, we got like 17 million in cap space, take Derek off of there. And all of a sudden you got another, uh, what? 34, right? Is right. that what we decided it was? Right. Okay. All right. So 41 million. So you got 41 million in room. Uh, if we take on Aaron Rodgers, it was like what, like thirty-ish or something like that. It was less than it was thirty-one. It, it I was think. yeah, it was less than Derek. It's so yeah, so we'd be looking at about twenty mil. We'd be looking about twenty mil before you do any reworkings or anything like that. And then it jumps next year, oh, like it's, it's like sixty-six million or more than that. It's like yeah. eighty something. I thought. Oh okay, yeah, it jumps way to hell up there. But point being, though, Raider Nation is that it's you could get Aaron Rodgers in on the books will cost you less than Derek Carr. So I think that, you know, again, regardless of what you think about Derek Carr, if if I say to you, okay, you can have Derek Carr for for 40 or NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, maybe the greatest passer in the in a recent era, passer, I said, not quarterback, but a just strictly arm talent, passer off of the of the last however long for 30 million bucks or 31 million bucks. 
Like that's a no brainer, man. It's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. So yes, the Ra- the Raiders need a quarterback. Right. So they're going to try to get every quarterback available. Right. And the best one on the market potentially is Aaron Rodgers. So Absolutely. what would they have to give up in return? I don't think it's going to cost a bunch of first rounders. Yeah, it might cost us one, um, but we've got 10 draft picks. And if they do get anything in exchange for Darren Waller, you start packaging up lower round picks and start moving up the draft. Like it wouldn't be that hard for the Raiders to get all this stuff and to get it done and to get it. And I, I think it's the move, man. I think that, as I said, I'm leaning into this idea of the rookie, but that's in, if you don't well, get I Aaron Rodgers, if you get I, Aaron Rodgers, do that. If you can't get Aaron Rodgers, then let's just start swinging for a, for a first rounder. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that because you know, I, yeah, I think the, the trade might look similar, really similar to what we traded to get Devonte Adams last year. You know, it may cost you a first and a second. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's, his resume is pretty damn good. So, you know, you may package Waller with that or get a, give him a, fir, a, you know, a first and Waller or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, wh- well, whatever, whatever. Get, oh, the Packers could totally use him, and especially for a rookie, not a rookie, but a young quarterback. A young like quarterback Love. like Jordan Love. He'd need I, a security valve like freaking Waller. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. So, but I think in this draft, you take a quarterback no matter what. You take a quarterback, you know, because, you oh, know, because like Jake Hayner, who balled out in the senior bowl. Absolutely. So you, get, you, get a, you, you get a guy in the fifth or sixth round, something like that. A young guy, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, we're st- we've still been talking about him and hooker would not sh- shock me to see him still available late in the late in the fourth round, something like that. If we did something like that and then had, you know, I mean, because that was kind of what we talked about with Brady, right? When we were talking about Brady, yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, getting a young guy in there anyway and just learning and, you know, I mean, and especially a guy like Hooker, who's not going to see much playtime. You know, I mean, I think they said that he was going to be ready by training camp. I saw reports come out that said he should be 100% healthy, ready to go by training ah, camp. But, but it still takes another year on an ACL, Exactly. Man. But if you got a guy like that. Because if you that, rush it, and I'm sorry, I mean, not cutting you off no. here. But, like, if you rush it, I mean, we've heard Taylor uh, Lewan talk about his. He did too much. He, d- he didn't say he didn't do too much too soon, but he really pushed to get back as soon as he possibly could. Right. And he did some things that he wishes he wouldn't have, because if he would have taken longer, he wouldn't have popped that a second time. Right. So you've got to be careful with an ACL. And yes, I know that's a little much, he'll, he'll be ready to go, but you probably want to have him taking it, not taking it easy, but you know what I mean? Like not going game time right. for maybe another yeah, put, season. Yeah, so. put him as a third string guy, you know, exactly. I mean, do whatever you got to do. I mean, emergency have, quarterback kind of deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, and, and if it can't be Tom Brady, you know, the the goat or whatever training him, then how about a close second, another number 12, Aaron Rodgers coming in and, and, you know, and, and cause Aaron, you know, we always thought we talked if, if Brady was going to come, it was going to be on a one year deal. He was going to play one year. Yeah. Well, now if, if Aaron comes, He's your quarterback for the next three years, you know, I mean, which is perfect to get a young guy up and running. Absolutely. And, you know, and he's going to be and he'll be on his rookie deal, um, at least for that one year that he's going to be a full time starter. And you, you evaluate him. And if he doesn't do great that during that year of evaluation, yeah, you move on from him, you draft somebody else. And there then you if, go. He, if he balls out, you freaking sign him to an extension. You know what I mean? Like, it's perfect. not like the, the, the math works on all this stuff. So. I think there's a lot of opportunities for the Raiders here uh, to decide what we're going to do with our quarterback. And frankly, like, uh, you know, I, I, our, let me ask you this, Jeff. So if we pick up an Aaron Rodgers, 
Um, we're just say best case scenario. We, we, we pick up some key free agents on the defense. Again, we're not going to have a shit ton of money, but we're going to have enough money and you can play with contracts and play with numbers. You could bring in Deron Payne and, you know, Marcus Peters and, or, and, or Jalen Ramsey. Right. Um, you know, we draft, say the safety, I keep forgetting his name. It's Brian something. Um, the safety out of Alabama. Like we do things. All right. To kind of, there's some good later round linebackers. We know like you, we do the things to like really bolster the defense in free agency and the draft. You bring in Aaron Rodgers. hard for us to be objective because we, we, you know, we wear our Raider colors proud on the outside and we bleed silver and black on the inside, but objectively is that enough for a championship? Yeah. Why not? It should be, right? Why not? I you mean, know? that's all the math. That's all. The, yeah, that's that's everything you need. And, you know, I mean, I really think that, you know, we, we gave we gave Patrick Graham and that defense a hard ass time at the beginning of the year. And really, I mean, even at the halfway point, we're like, dude, like this shit sucks. It's really bad. But, you know, as the season kind of progressed along and we saw people buying in a little bit more we kind of started to see the defense start to have some successes. You know, we started to see them have some wins. Oh, my gosh, they helped us win a game. You know, they bailed our offense out. You know, that, you know, I mean, we didn't think that that was going to happen at all last year. I mean, especially if you looked at, you know, week eight Raiders, that wasn't going to happen. So, well, you, you got know, the, and, you, and hold on, I'm going to cut you off for a second. Yeah. The interesting thing about that comment, too, is that that lends to the idea about the importance of the context of stats. And whether you're talking about a quarterback or you're talking about, in this case, the defense, the context of the stats are important. Yeah, you may only have thrown 12 interceptions, but when did you throw those interceptions? Where on the field? What was the game context when those things happened? Same thing with the defense. Numbers-wise, they weren't dazzling anybody but they were stopping teams on third down. They were getting turnovers on when teams were driving on us. They were within the context of the game. And it almost, when I forget if it was Will or Taylor made a comment to Max on that busting with the boys episode, he almost pushed back a little bit. And he was like, wait a minute. Like our defense started doing some things. Like he was like, yes. And that was without Chandler Jones. Right. And so like, there's some, it's very interesting to me that like, because stats, you can interpret them and make them anything you want because they don't have the context of the game. But that's so important, Raider Nation. I think it's really something that we need to – that's why we say, does it pass the eye test? Or, like, let your football brain tell you, like, when did those turnovers happen? Both on our side of the – offensively and or defensively. When did we get the turnover? Like, that stuff is huge, man. You know, red zone turnovers. Kill a team. Mm-hmm. Well, on a stat sheet, on a, on a you know, you throw a pick in the end zone – well, uh, it's still only a pick. So on the stat sheet, it's just an interception. So you look at season stats, right. well, it was only one interception. Yeah, but yeah. when you look at the game and you see that maybe they, you know, were passing for a touchdown, a, we a intercepted. A touch- Yeah, or, 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 or even just in way. the middle of the yeah, game yeah. or whatever. You know, we, they, you know we, we intercept the pass. We get the ball at the 20, 25-yard line. We drive down a score. They don't put it's a 14-point swing as a stat. Right. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. You know, exactly. And, you know, and we really, we, and another guy we gave a lot of crap to, where was Chandler Jones? 
Jones last year. Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? He was sucking up blocks. If you know, yeah, that's a lot of money to pay for a guy to suck up blocks. But but if it tell, helps the other guy, you could tell the Max Crosby missed that dude. Missed him and big another time. Another thing the- he said, he was like Chandler. He said his words. Chandler was balling out last year. Yeah, like and and you know and, and like and here's the thing, man. Like and I was very critical of Chandler Jones on this show and because of what you just said. I'm like. We pay him all that money to get sacks. So don't tell me, coaches, that he's having a great year when he's not getting sacks because he's not doing what you paid him for. But you know what? I trust Max Crosby's opinion more than my own. Right. And so if Max tells me he was balling out and that he was impacting the game in a, in a, in a way because they were having a collective success. Right. Okay, that makes a lot more sense to me. And totally. you, you know why? Again, you still want to see him show up more on the stat sheet but if the other guy's going nuts, like, okay, fine. Like, do your thing, man. Like, you know, sacks so, or sacks. Sacks or sacks. So it doesn't matter who it's coming from. You look at the Eagles right now. They don't have anybody that was, I don't believe, a sack leader, mm-hmm. but they're leading the league in in sacks by a lot. Right. Like, they are, like, second place is, like, 20 sacks away from them. Yeah. And they're up there with, like, they're up there with the 85 freaking Bears, dude. They're up there with the one of the greatest, if not the greatest team of all time. Definitely the greatest postseason defense we've ever seen oh my in gosh. a single season. Yeah. They're up there, like, right there, if not even, like, are they even leading or they're one behind or whatever. They're, they're right in it with the 85 Bears with team sacks. So... Who cares if you only have one guy right. that's got one guy's got 18 and the other person has zero or w- both guys have nine. Doesn't freaking matter. Right. The end result is team sacks. And that's what Philly's doing. So anyways, please continue your thoughts on the defense. What yeah. You yeah. Well, you know, so, I mean, and it, it's kind of really been, you know, you know, at different points in the season, right. You, you, you give different people shit on the team, you know, but then you maybe start to come around and you start looking at the picture in its entirety and you're like, Okay. Maybe the defense wasn't so bad. Maybe the offensive line wasn't so bad, you know? So so now you add in these different pieces and stuff w- with free agency. You go and get a couple of clutch guys. You get another Deron Harmon-esque kind of guy that makes big plays when it matters. You know, you get those kind of guys, you know, you bulk up your O-line a little bit. I mean, you know, have some of our guys become, you know, that started this year, maybe them be a rotational piece. You know, if we can ha- add depth to those positions, because that was really the thing. Our offensive line wasn't awful, but then at the beginning of the year, we had people retire out of nowhere, or we had, you know, people, you know, get hurt right away. It's, you know, it was just an unfortunate thing that, you know. Became- who's the guy that we brought in that got hurt? Who's playing great? Who we're going to get back this next year? On the O-line or D-line? Uh, O-line. Oh, geez. You know what I'm talking about? Because I know we brought Jerry Tillery on the D-line, who right. was great, but then uh, I'll look it up here while you're talking. But there yeah. was the one guy, he play, had like two or three games, played awesome, and then he got freaking hurt. And then he got hurt, yeah. So, so yeah, so, you know, it, you know, you see different parts of the team start to buy in. You know, yes, you would, you really wish that it would have happened sooner, but you know what? Better late than never is what I always say. So, you know, so if you get these guys, I mean, yes, Let's listen to what Max Crosby has to say instead of, you know, what Twitter has to say. Let's, you know, let, let's let the players talk and tell you what's really going on. And yes, during your Raider press conferences, they may not say everything, but on Bussin' with the Boys, they will. They'll cut loose and open up a lot more. So, you know, when I hear stuff like that with Max, and, and we've talked a lot about that podcast, but we love it, you know, and it's well, great and it's, and it's great insight. But Well, and that's the thing is that, like, if you're a Raider fan, 
you're not going to get a more insightful look into what happened last year yes. than that interview. That's why. So we're going to end up because like, listen, we're not we're not trying to blow these guys up like they need our help anyways. It ain't about that. It's just the idea, and, and, you know, because we've had the, you know, fortune or whatever you call it to hang out with them. And we like right. the guys. It ain't about that. It ain't about just trying to blow them up. What it, what it is 100 percent about is that like, yeah, the information that came out of it, it was so dense. Right. Like it was literally every exchange was like new information, sh- new information new, new shit coming to light every time, every time and stuff that you'll never get on NFL Network. Yeah. You'll never get it on ESPN or read it on Twitter or whatever else. There's a raw transparency to those comments that just you can't beat it. So anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, so you bring in a couple guys and then, you know, dream scenario for some, you bring in a guy like Aaron Rodgers that, you know, he's, you know, a proven leader, championship winning quarterback, MVP, knows how to get the job done, knows how to rile the boys, get them together to come play one team sport. You know, there's just, man, I, I texted the other day to our group. This offseason is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm here for it. But, you know, this team could look way different and so much more improved with most of the same pieces still there. Like, just a couple tweaks, and we're going to look like a completely different team. A team that, like what we thought last year, could definitely make a run at a championship. Absolutely, man. Abs- All right, was it? Okay, I'm looking at. Th- I'm just looking through the Raiders roster. I can't, I'm I'm embarrassed that I can't remember who the heck it was. Was it Jackson Barton? Maybe. Yeah, Barton. I feel like yeah, Barton. Is that the guy? Yeah. Signed by Las Vegas. Let's see. Signed the Giants practice squad. Signed by Las Vegas to the active roster. September twenty second, twenty twenty one. Restricted. Let's see. Twenty one. Oh, maybe it wasn't him. No. Resigned by the Raiders as restricted free agent March of twenty twenty two. No, that's not him. Gosh dang it. Shame on us, man. Uh, whoever it is. Whatever that guy, whoever he was, he was playing great. Sure. Um, no, because Jackson Barton's a tackle. This was a guard that we traded for. Gosh, bless it. But it was it was a name similar to that, I feel. I feel like that. But anyways, yeah. All right. I'm wasting more time on that. But yeah. But anyways, so we're going to get those guys back. So yeah, I think the Raiders definitely could be in a position to to win a championship. And they should. And that's what the expectation will be. It's what it was this year mm-hmm. when we made all the moves that we did. Um, the expectation was, you know, AFC championship game. Like that was a realistic, I think, expectation. I'm just, I'll say this and then let's go ahead and get out of here um, after we get your final thoughts too. But like, I think this year, and I finally learned my lesson. It only took me 49 years. Right. But I finally learned my lesson. You've heard me say numerous times, uh, a thank you to the Raiders for relieving me of the burden of expectation that as a fan, I get, I get in my feelings because I think that we've done all these things. This is the year we're finally going to do it. And then there's always a point in the year. Sometimes it's four games in and sometimes it's 14 games in where you realize, okay, this is it. This is the team is not going to go anywhere. So I, I think what I'm going to do differently this year is that I'm going to have expectations of the Raiders. From here, from here, I'm not going to have it. And I'm pointing a good, good thing, pointing and, t- and talking on a podcast. Yeah, on radio. Yeah, on radio. I'm going to use my brain. My brain is going to tell me different than what my heart's going to tell me. My brain looks at it and goes, okay, this should work. The formula is there. The math is there. Everything is there. But my heart is not going to get invested into it. I'm going to protect my heart. I'm going to guard my heart above all else, just like the Bible says. Above all else, I'm going to guard my heart because the Raiders are going to let me down. 
you know, and then, and I say me, I'm the collective me. It's all of us, right? Me as a fan, my heart gets hurt because I love this goddamn football team. So instead, I'll just invest my brain and go, okay, well, they should be great. So the expectations are lofty. The expectations are, you know, if you bring Aaron Rodgers, 12, 13, 14 wins. AFC championship game at a minimum. Let's go beat Josh Allen and Buffalo. Or maybe let's even, God forbid, beat the Chiefs twice in the regular season and win the damn division. Like lofty expectations. But my heart, I'm going to expect him to win five games and be in this spot all over again next year. So that's kind of where I'm at on, on going into all this. Now, that may change. You know, I'm, a, I'm a rational Raider fan. It will. But, but as of right now, I don't have any expectations other than, you know, yeah, it's going to end badly because it always does. Yeah. Well, my my heart, my mind, my everything is is going to be all in. I'm, I'm <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You know, I you know we 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 got to interview some really cool people at the Bolitnikoff event in December, and one thing really stuck out to me that that uh, Violator said that Wayne said, he said, "Don't ever lower your expectation. Don't lower the standard." You know, yes, we have not won a Super Bowl in 39 years. We hadn't been to one in 20. But he said don't the the expectation was set a long time ago by a man named Al Davis. Just win, baby. That's what we're going to do. And so I'm not going to deter yet, you know. Okay. I I, I, sh- I maybe man, maybe that's stupid. Maybe that's stupid on my part. But I also have, I haven't been a Raider fan for 49 years. So, well, you, know. you know, and I, and I loved, and Wayne is the best. Uh, and I loved his comment that you don't lower the standard. And I think the team never, like right. that is the standard. Win the damn championship, hoist the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. That is the expectation every season. And I think some teams, of course, every team wants to win a Super Bowl, but in terms of like what their standard or expectation is in any given season, you know, you'll hear different coaches say different things. Oh, we just want to, and we got to win the division. We got to start there or Hey, one game at a time. It's every week. We just want to be one and oh, like, you know, you hear different things. Al Davis never said any of that shit. Al Davis said the, you know what I mean? The fire that burns greatest in the Raiders organization is the will to win. Just win it all, win it all every right. year. And, right. and so I, I feel like that's, a different little bit of a different I, mean, I might be nitpicking, but I feel like that's, that's the different the way. At least my brain is going to work. That's where I can separate the two things is that the team should, and should be striving for that. Right. Every little teeny tiny move they ever make should be in that expectation. And for that standard, but me watching them. Yeah, eh, no, I feel you. I'm going to, I'm kind of backing up a little bit. From here, from, from I feel you. Heart. Yeah, I feel you. Well, you know, then in that case, Las Vegas Raiders 2023, don't lower your expectation. You know, every time you walk into that facility, you walk by three Lombardis. You know, you walk by, you know, all these pictures and numbers and signatures and all that stuff of the people that came before you. And yes, as as Fred Bolitnikoff said, make your own lines. We drew your, we drew ours. Now you go draw your own. You do have the blueprint of what it took to win. So have that mindset, have that mindset every day. And I know a guy like Max Crosby does. So, you know, yes, you know, so we, we, we lost, you know, say what you will about the guy. We lost our captain. 
this year. And now we're going to have to look to fill that void. So, you know, some people question on how good of a leader he actually was. So now you got some other guys that's going to have an opportunity to go, how are you going to lead this team now? Because it's it's all different. It's all different. But now you look at a guy like Max and you listen to that interview and he goes, I'm ready. I'm up for the challenge. Let me lead these boys. You know what I mean? That, and, that was really cool, And man. the captain of our team, I mean, it's the freaking Raiders. It's got to be a defensive guy, right? That's got to be your that's got to be your go-to, man, because it was all defense for the Raiders in the 70s and 80s. You know, we were the bad boys, man. So yeah, have that guy be a defensive leader and, you know, see where we go. Absolutely cuz I'm with you. So, you know, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, obviously he's going to be the face of the organization. Sure. He'll be your quote leader or whatever, but there's a there's like you said it's important you got to have people on both sides of the ball and there's numerous guys that 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 you know I'm sure Deron Harmon was one of those guys this year like I'm sure there are there are numerous sure. ones but Max is going to become one of those guys that's a stalwart for the Raiders like the further he matures in his Raider career he's going to be synonymous with the Raiders he gets it he gets the freaking all that stuff like you talked about he gets all that stuff so I think that's your guy like Yes, Aaron will come in and be your leader from that level, that high level. Yeah. But he's not a career raider. He's not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a different thing for, it's going to be up to Max and those guys to hip Aaron to what it is. You know what I mean? I know Aaron is a Bay Area guy, grew up at Chico and all that, Um, you know, went to Cal and obviously obviously he's gotten awareness to the Raiders, but he was also a Niner fan growing up. So it's going to be up to a lot of those guys to teach him about what it is to be a Raider. Cause believe it or not, like, you know, these guys are doing their job and you know, we got a, a firsthand look at, uh, at, at it with will uh, mm-hmm. the day that he came over to the fan cave and hung out with us and he's walking around and looking at stuff and whatever we're talking about, you know, the Raider history and all that kind of stuff. And I'll never forget. And this isn't me bagging on will, but like he looked at the uh, picture of Howie long and he goes, oh, Howie Long, he was great, right? And I go, and we're like, yeah, yeah, Hall of Famer. And he's like, yeah. He goes, was he a lineman, like an offensive lineman? And we're like, no, bro, he was a like a defensive end, pass rusher, like you know, sometimes big enough to play in the middle, like. Whatever. And he was right. like, oh, 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 okay, right. He didn't know, like he didn't yeah. know. Like you think about that, and it's like, but that's not a shot at Will. That's no. not his job. He his, doesn't know Raider history. His job is to play linebacker. He don't give a shit where it is. Right. You know what I mean? And it's he's not going to be steeped in a history of the team and he played nine games for in 2018 right. or whatever. So anyway, so it's going to be up to those guys to bring But then you look, at the, you look at the opposite of that. Now you look at Max Crosby. It's and you see boom. Max Crosby, you know, we played in the Hall of Fame game this past year, which seems like a million years ago that that happened. But, you know, there's all these amazing pictures of Max Crosby just looking at looking at Howie. Looking that, looking yeah, at that bus, looking yeah. at all that stuff, and then you look at this podcast right here, the 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 Bussin podcast. You know, right off the bat, he knows that Greg Townsend's the all time sack leader at one hundred and seven and a half. Like he knows his stuff, and he knows where he's going. And I, I'm I'm fired. I I can't wait for him to be the guy. You know, like how like on you know Monday Night Football or whatever, be like you know, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs taking on whoever. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be Max Crosby in the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, you know yes, what I mean. Yes. Like he needs to be the guy. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, it, and it's something else too that just really popped into my head the other day. And I just want to say this, and then I promise we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, walking around the stadium, you know, like you're talking about, there's so much history, 
And I heard somebody say, uh, and I forget it was in an email or whatever, made reference to the idea that like, you know, once, you know, that the, the NFL is like at some point we'll try a, you know, to try and make a move to where there's a different ownership group in there to, to take over the Raiders or, and that they would want to like change the name and or change it. I'm like, no. And that's because Allegiant stadium is literally a love letter to the Raiders. Right. From Mark Davis to the Raiders and their legacy. It's literally a living, breathing tribute to the Raiders. You would spend billions of dollars renovating that place to make it look not raidery right and that you don't do that if you have some intention to go in there and make any changes to it but anyways but point being though is that like if you're just around that facility long enough even in henderson if you're just around those facilities long enough you're gonna glean what it is to be a raider and all those lines that were painted by fred bolitnikoff and cliff branch and Willie Brown and Mike Haynes and all the wonderful players of the Raiders past, then it it is going to be time for these new guys to, to, yeah, paint their own lines. And so, um, so yeah, we're here for it, man. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, as you are as well about the play of some of these guys and um, you know, then we hadn't even talked about Josh Jacobs speaking of guys with Raider tattoos. Um, I guess we can, we can talk about him on the next show or whatever, yeah, but yeah, we, we got time or just briefly. I'll just say this. I, I mean, let's, let's, let's go 20 seconds on it. Okay. Josh is clearly going to be pissed off at this point. We speculated if he would be or not. He's clearly at this point going to be pissed off if he catches the franchise tag. Uh, I think that he's going to pull 15 to $16 million on the open market. I don't think the Raiders are going to pay him that, and I think he's going to be gone. Uh, I think that he won't make 15 or $16 million if he stays here. Now, you know, he's also he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want the franchise tag. But he's also made it pretty clear that Vegas is where he wants to be. So, you know, does he take a little bit of a pay cut? He could get a bag to go play for $16 million a year wherever. Does he take thirteen to stay here? Maybe. Good points. Maybe. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, Raider Nation, appreciate you joining us here tonight uh, for this, uh, whatever, just a little brief conversation around the around the Raider. God, all we did was talk about the Raiders. My gosh, yeah. Well, well, I showed up at the house today, and we started talking. We're like, okay, let's save it. Let's just turn on the cameras, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. So, yeah, we, get, you got, we, we talk more about the Raiders in the however long we've been here uh, than we do in an entire three-hour show on RFR. Right. Uh, so, but anyways, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I'm going to set this up as a premiere, so uh, you'll have a, a live, we'll have a live chat room going through the whole thing. Uh, so, love the comments, whatever they were, and look forward to going back and reading them, uh, because even though we can't follow the chat, uh, we always go back and love to read y'all's comments. So, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We love you guys. Go Raiders. And uh, Swag Jeff, take us on out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when are you going to post this? Today, tomorrow? Yeah, tonight. Okay. Hey, go or watch. later tonight. Okay. Well, go watch Murph on Wednesday on uh, Wasted's channel. Oh, Res- yeah, yeah, Respect yeah. Wasted. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go at 6 o'clock on his Good. channel. Wasted Good deal. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. For those of you, like we said in the chat, thanks for being here. We love you. Uh, if you didn't watch the Super Bowl show last week, go check that thing out, man. Was it was, fun, it was, man. It was pretty fun. fun. It was pretty fun, you know, minus all the glitches that we had with the sound so if you just get you know get past that you'll be all right you know crack a cold one do your thing so yeah thanks everyone for tuning in for an episode of 
the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. Uh, I'm Swag Jeff for my buddy Murph over there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We love you. Don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas? Strider in Oakland. See you, bye. Adios, malingerers! Well, yeah. All right. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Bye, Michelle. Bye, Michelle. We'll see you next Wednesday for Raiders Fan Radio here in the Fan Cave, 6 p.m. Eastern or uh, Central. Just be here. Same time. Yeah, just be here. Same yeah. time, same place. Yeah, yeah, I get here all the time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.